Welcome to Health and Heart, a podcast that is concerned with the physical, mental, and spiritual well-being of those who are experiencing advanced illness and all those who care for them. This podcast is produced by the Coalition to Transform Advanced Care, also known as CTAG, where we are working to improve the quality of life for those with advanced illness. I am Elder Angela Overton, Senior Advisor to CTAG's Interfaith and Diversity Workgroup. Every episode of Health and Heart features words of wisdom, insightful revelation, and inspiration from respected faith and community leaders, especially crafted to provide comfort and peace in your healthcare journey. No matter your spiritual belief, identity, background, or vocation, our podcasts are designed to offer sustenance and encouragement. Welcome. Hi, I'm Stephen Waldron, and I'm the Communications Manager for CTAC. It's my pleasure to introduce today's speaker. Shannon Hudgens is the Bereavement Coordinator for Bay State Hospice in West Springfield, Massachusetts. Her involvement with CTAC began during her final year at Andover Newton Theological School and her field education with the Reverend Dr. Donnie Anderson at the Rhode Island State Council of Churches. She's a member of CTAC's Interfaith and Diversity Workgroup, as well as a member in discernment for ordination in the United Church of Christ with the Old Colony Association in Massachusetts. Thank you again for joining us, and without further ado, I would like to welcome Shannon Hudgens. As faith leaders in our communities, whatever the religion, denomination, or sect that we claim, we are regularly asked to preside over the ceremonies that mark human experience. Life begins with birth and Depending on the community, there are celebrations of some sort, either informal or dictated by religious tradition. Most often, the naming ceremony, welcoming ritual, bris, or baptism, which is my Christian tradition's first welcoming to the faith, are joyous events. At our life's ending, we humans also have ceremonies to commemorate this particular passage. Wakes, funerals, memorials, graveside services. Marking life's beginning and ending is pretty important to most of humanity. There's an inevitable end to our lives, the long walk to old age that, if circumstances, good living, and a measure of luck allow, arrives after the three score and ten years of life Psalm 90 lays out for us. We faith leaders are tasked with ushering our members through the final chapter of their lives. We then enter the journey through loss and grief and sorrow with the family and friends of the deceased. Grief is a well-documented phenomenon in our culture. Every age seems to have its rules and customs. For many societies, rules of dress and social interaction were prescribed, and to deviate from them caused an uproar. Think Scarlet O'Hara and Widow's Weeds and a year's enforced sabbatical from dancing and flirting and enjoying life as a spoiled daughter of the antebellum South. Queen Victoria donned mourning garb when her beloved Prince Albert died December 14, 1861, and she wore nothing but widow's black until her death on January 22, 1901. Almost 40 years is a long morning indeed. If you have suffered a loss of someone you loved, we've copious resources of every flavor for your consideration. 
books, magazines, pamphlets, devotionals, movies, podcasts, and websites, teasing out one small thing to get you through a tough week or a sleepless night can be a full-time job. To be blessed with caring friends and supportive family, or a grief-sensitive clergy person, or access to bereavement support through hospice can shape and frame sorrow's unfolding. It is vital, important work. This podcast is about grief, and I'd like to consider some aspects of grief so often applied to the death of someone we love as a useful thing in the lives of people living with chronic disease and advanced illness. My experiences in supporting folks with challenging health issues have too often revealed a focus on getting better, finding a cure, obtaining good health. The focus isn't just that of a patient's doctor or medical team. Most of us have encountered family members whose mission appears to be the ever-enthusiastic, ever-optimistic cheerleading team for a person whose illness is unlikely to resolve into perfect well-being. In an effort to encourage someone suffering a debilitating or unexpected illness, the cheering squad inadvertently denies the sufferer an opportunity to express the smorgasbord of reactions and emotions he or she may feel. Skipping over, skipping around, skipping past, the patient's expression of sorrow shortchanges everyone. And I've some real examples to give you. Loss of any kind is a cause for grief. Most of us experience loss every day. Sometimes big, but certainly small losses accumulate all around us. We lose the car keys. We lose the reading glasses that are perched on the top of our heads. The idea we wanted to contribute to an important conversation. A trust in someone or someone's trust in us. Tell me, in your daily living, do you regularly skip over your losses? Most of us do, because to acknowledge a loss is then to experience sorrow. Sorrow is the third rail of daily emotions for many, if not all of us. And here's my opening gambit into how hard we work to bypass grief. One of the first losses we experience that we remember is a tooth. Please laugh. And yes, losing that first tooth is a big deal. Can you plunk yourself back in the memory when a part of you was unhinged, came unmoored, permanently separated from your gums? I remember being shocked and rather horrified. My kids were kind of stunned and not immediately thrilled when their pearly whites began a somewhat bloody exodus from their mouths and forever altered their smiles. Losing our first set of teeth is a part of growing up, and the loss isn't always reviewed or talked about seriously. The adults are clapping and encouraging jumping joy and wondering if there's enough change somewhere in the house to tuck under the pillow. Underneath the happy lies the discomfort of acknowledging a child's sadness at losing what has been a part of him, a shock to her understanding of herself. Sorrow is the third rail of emotions. Now, I've been with a kid whose tooth loss caused great upset, tears and body-shaking sadness, and perhaps you have too. 
What was warranted in my interaction with a heartbroken child was my acknowledgement of their grief. I tried to be present while I was wondering what time I should set my alarm to grab the tooth and deposit the quarter. Loss breaks our hearts. We are challenged to sit with it, ours or anyone else's. And with patients whose illness comes with limitations and altered lives, they have mounting losses that too often go unaddressed. The hills of grief threaten to become unscalable emotional mountains. Offering grief support seems a helpful and hopeful addition to their emotional and spiritual care. Conversations about loss are not especially data-driven or outcome-oriented. With grief in general, the opportunity to talk about what has changed for a person facing serious illness is the balm. Ask a question, an open-ended one, and settle in for a discovery, a journey with someone whose need to name a sorrow might bring some comfort and even some measure of healing when there is no cure. Suggestions for the journey? Bring curiosity. Invite wonder. Welcome truth. Ponder the answer you might give to the question you ask. It could be a question for someone you know well. Mom, you've told me that with your diagnosis, the treatments have interrupted your ability to read well. I am so sorry and wonder if you want to talk about that. Or it could be a question that isn't so specific. Do you have a favorite tradition you incorporate into a holiday? Do you worry it might get lost? More than the questions or the answers is the willingness to acknowledge grief and sorrow. Listening is more valued than the clever query. Holding on to life's brevity with its inherent sadness seems to loosen the grip on certainty. In its place, gratitude arrives. For what once was and for what might emerge, mystery and wonder are this life's bonuses. Grief can bring us to a grounded but joyous place. A sorrow witnessed is one with release to be had in the journey. Thanks for listening with us today. To learn more about the Coalition to Transform Advanced Care and our mission, please visit our website at www.thectac.org. Or to connect with the faith and community leaders you've heard on our podcast, visit CTAC's Interfaith and Diversity Workgroup page on our website. Thanks again for listening. We hope you will join us next time for another episode of Health and Heart. Thank you.